looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, Dream Team? Coach D here coming at you with a bite-sized brain snack. These episodes were inspired because of our obsession with snacks. We love to fuel our bodies with these little bite-sized nutritious foods, and we've also talked about adding movement snacks into your day the same way. So we have food and we have movement covered, but what about our brains? It's time to add some little bite-sized brain snacks into your week, and that's what these episodes will be all about. Bite-sized wellness wisdom for lifelong learners. So let's open up and satiate our minds. This brain snack is all about how to boost your vitamin D. Vitamin D is naturally produced by the body when sunlight hits your skin. It is essential for overall bodily function as well as your metabolic health. So finding ways to bolster supply as the days get shorter is key for optimal health. Vitamin D is also essential for bone health as it promotes calcium absorption in the intestines, which keeps calcium blood levels in a healthy range and maintains normal bone mineralization. But it's so much more than that. This micronutrient may also promote normal cardiovascular function and skeletal muscle contraction due to, in part, its influence on calcium, which is considered an electrolyte. And because many of your body's tissues possess vitamin D receptors, it plays diverse roles from reducing inflammation to maintaining normal glucose metabolism, how your blood sugar is metabolized. Here, we explore how vitamin D impacts metabolic health, plus the current thinking on optimal dose, and how to get enough from your food, and maybe supplements if necessary. Let's start with what is vitamin D? This is going to get a little sciencey here, so stick with me, but vitamin D is an essential vitamin. Your body requires this vitamin to function. It's naturally produced when sunlight hits your skin, and then it triggers the conversion of what is called 7-dehydrocholesterol to vitamin D3. So it triggers this conversion of this certain cholesterol to what we know in the body as vitamin D3, which then enters your circulation, your bloodstream, and is converted to active vitamin D, which is also called calcitrol, in a series of reactions by both your liver and your kidneys. And that's why it's called the sunshine vitamin, because this is all what happens when sunlight hits your skin. However, a variety of factors may limit our ability to produce enough vitamin D from the sun, and this is for your optimal health, including how much time you spend outside, what time of year it is, what time of day it is, and then, of course, where you live on earth. The amount of melanin you have in your skin is also a factor, and even your age. Adults over the age of 70 have about 75% less of this 7-dehydrocholesterol compound in their skin. So fortunately, vitamin D is found in food and you can get it in supplements, so you're not destined for deficiency. How does vitamin D affect our metabolic health? 
Getting adequate vitamin D has long been emphasized for bone health, and more recently, during the COVID-19 pandemic, for its immune-supporting properties. But it plays key roles in metabolic health, too. Vitamin D receptors are located throughout the body, and low vitamin D is associated with a range of health issues, including insulin resistance, diabetes, high blood pressure, and cardiovascular disease, along with chronic inflammation. But what's the link exactly? Why? Vitamin D is thought to promote vasodilation, which is widening of the blood vessels, which can improve blood flow and lower blood pressure. And because vitamin D promotes vasodilation, this interacts with genes that support normal heart and blood vessel function. There are also many potential ways by which vitamin D influences insulin, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast before. Insulin is the key hormone for maintaining stable blood glucose, blood sugar levels. So now that we know how important vitamin D is, what does the research say about the benefits of vitamin D supplementation? Well, diabetes, insulin resistance, and blood sugar are affected by multiple factors and vitamin D status is just one potential link for these. The current body of research on supplemental vitamin D and metabolic health is somewhat mixed, but it's overall promising. The main takeaway is that increasing vitamin D, it appears to impact people differently depending on their baseline levels. So lower initial levels equals a bigger potential for vitamin D to help. The more deficient you are, the more likely it is that supplementing with vitamin D can be beneficial for you, which I know kind of is like a duh statement, but that's going to come in handy in just a little bit. So keep that in mind. The way that I like to think of this and explain it is if you think of your body as this complex machine with many, many moving parts, vitamin D is just one of those parts, and it influences how your body handles blood sugar and the risk of your chance of getting diabetes. And the research on vitamin D and your health is like a detective story. It's not crystal clear, but there are some exciting clues. The main message here is that vitamin D doesn't work the same for everyone. So if you're supplementing with vitamin D and you don't need to, there could be issues with that. Your starting point with vitamin D matters a lot. If you're running low on vitamin D, it can potentially make a world of difference, a huge difference. But there are also other factors to play into this game. For instance, there's a big study in 2019 found that giving vitamin D to people with prediabetes, it didn't cut their risk of diabetes after a couple of years. Why not? However, when researchers put on their detective hats and they looked at different angles, they found that it did help people who had really low vitamin D levels to start with. They followed the vitamin plan perfectly, these people in the studies, and they didn't have a high BMI, which means that they weren't carrying a lot of extra weight. It turns out that extra body fat can hold on to vitamin D and slow it down. So when you put vitamin D into your body or you get vitamin D from your, the sun onto your skin, having extra body fat can steal some of that vitamin D in a sense, making these supplements or your time in the sun less effective. This is for people who have obesity. In 2018, a bunch of studies were grouped together and they said 
Vitamin D didn't really lower the risk of type 2 diabetes or its early warning signs. But when researchers dug deeper, they found that vitamin D actually did make a difference. It was like a secret code. If you had low vitamin D and weren't overweight, it helped with your blood sugar. If you had low vitamin D and you were of normal weight, it did help your blood sugar. And if you already had enough vitamin D, it helped with your insulin resistance. And if you were at risk for diabetes, vitamin D lowered your chances, especially if you took a good dose and if you were of a healthy weight. Now, if you fast forward to 2023 and new detectives analyzed even more clues, they found that vitamin D cut the risk of diabetes by 15% over three years. That's pretty cool, right? And if people kept their vitamin D levels high during that time, the risk dropped even more by a whopping 76%. In another investigation in 2023, researchers looked at data from nearly 300,000 people. That's a lot of people. They found that when vitamin D levels went up, a marker of inflammation went down. That's important because it suggests that fixing a vitamin D shortage might help fight chronic inflammation. So the vitamin D story is a bit like a mystery novel. The plot thickens as we learn more. It's a reminder that vitamins can be a real game changer, but it's not a one size fits all story. Your vitamin D status, your body, your lifestyle all play a part in this story. Keep an eye on the research and make sure you're getting the right clues to keep your health in check. And really, the best way to go about this is to test, not guess. So get your vitamin D levels tested and try to do it regularly to see if they're changing over time, to see if they're chronically low, to see if you're in the right ranges. Test, don't guess before you just start throwing a bunch of supplements at your vitamin D issue. And of course, it's going to be important for you to talk to your physician as to how much you need. But Levels, the continuous glucose monitor company that I work with, they came out with this vitamin D guide, like what you need to know. Vitamin D, we've heard how important it is now, but how much do you really need? We can break it down in simple terms, um, but first let's talk about the numbers. According to the National Institute of Health, the NIH, for most adults under 70, you're aiming for 600 IUs. That's an international unit. You're aiming for 600 IUs of vitamin D per day from food and or supplements. If you're over 70 years old, bump it up just a little bit to 800 IUs. So if you're under 70, 600 IUs. If you're over 70, 800 IUs. But these numbers are like the training wheels on a bike. They're there to keep you steady. Now, here's a little plot twist. Some experts believe these numbers should be higher for optimal health. The Endocrine Society and the American Association of Clinical Endocrinologists suggests that your vitamin D levels should ideally be above 30 nanograms per milliliter. That might mean taking around 1,500 to 2,000 IUs every day. But hold on, there's a secret agent called the sun. You can actually make your own vitamin D when the sun's out, but here's the catch. It gets trickier in the winter, 
and it gets trickier the farther you are from the equator. Also, it gets trickier if you have darker skin. For example, in Boston, during the summer, catching some rays for about six minutes does the trick for light-skinned folks. But during the winter months, it might take an hour or more of that same sunlight. Plus, after 2 p.m., the sun's rays can't really help you out. But here's the sunny side. You can't really get too much vitamin D from the sun. Your body knows when to stop. So there's no real worries about overdosing on vitamin D from the sun. But remember, too much sun that you're not prepared for and that you haven't built a tolerance up for can lead to big time skin issues. And I'm talking the big C word, cancer. Yes. Now, when you swallow vitamin D, things change. There's such a thing as too much. The NIH says don't go over 4,000 IUs per day unless your doctor says so. Two studies even played detective showing that taking 2,000 IUs a day can boost brain power and prevent falls. But when you hit the 4,000 IU mark, it's like a twist in the plot. It can actually make things worse. Why the limit though? Well, vitamin D helps your body soak up calcium, but if you overdo it, you could end up with too much calcium in your blood, aka hypercalcemia. That comes with a not-so-fun lineup of symptoms like nausea, vomiting, and even kidney stones. Now, here's a pro tip. The perfect dose of vitamin D is like a custom suit. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Your needs depend on your current vitamin D levels and your overall health. So, of course, again, it's wise to get a blood test and consult with a doctor to find your perfect fit. But how do you even test your vitamin D levels? Well, you ask for a blood test that checks something called 25-hydroxyvitamin D, or 25-OHD. It's not part of your usual checkup, so you have to put it on the list. You have to actually ask for it. 25-hydroxyvitamin D. Now, let's say you have those numbers. Let's say you got that test, and we can translate the numbers on your test results into what you need to do. If you're way below 12 nanograms per milliliter, 12, that's like running on an empty tank. If you're below 20 nanograms per milliliter, it's still a bit low. If you're in the 21 to 29 nanograms per milliliter range, that's not bad, but it's not great. If you're above 30 nanograms per milliliter, you're in the sunshine zone, and that's where you want to be, above 30. Here's the deal. Being way too low can lead to weak bones and muscle troubles. And going way overboard isn't great either. It's like having too much of a good thing. The body doesn't like it, and you could end up with those calcium issues. It's that Goldilocks zone. Surprisingly, many of us are in the could-do-better camp. About 41% of adults in the U.S. don't have enough vitamin D, 41%. And 29% are in the uh uh-oh category of deficiency, 29%. Some folks are at higher risk, like those who avoid the sun, people with darker skin, older adults, and then folks who are carrying extra weight. 
That's the vitamin D story in a nutshell. The right amount can be a game changer, but it's got to be that just right amount. So don't forget to check your levels, chat with your doctor, and find your perfect vitamin D fit. Your body and your bones will definitely thank you. What are the best foods for vitamin D? Foods that contain vitamin D are a little limited, but these are some of the top natural sources. Trout comes in at the highest IU per ounce food. Salmon comes in next. Sardines, they have a very small amount. And if you don't love sardines, I wouldn't say these are the best way to get vitamin D. Uh, and light tuna is about the same. Trout and salmon have up to 600, 650 IUs per three ounces. So that's a lot. Sardines and light tuna only have 40. So from 600 to 650 to 40, not a whole lot. Now, mushrooms that are exposed to UV light can carry up to 350 to 400 IUs per half cup raw. So that's a pretty good source right there. Mushrooms that are exposed to UV light. An egg with the yolk has 40 IUs per large egg if you if you scramble it. So egg is kind of like uh, light tuna and sardines, where salmon and trout are just way higher up on the list and mushrooms are somewhere in between. And since there are only a few natural sources of foods that have vitamin D, some fortified foods are considered to be a good way to boost your vitamin D. Just make sure that they fit in with your other goals. And they avoid anything with added sugars or refined carbohydrates that can spike your blood sugar. For example, unsweetened almond or soy milk and other nut and seed milks make a good choice. They have about 100 to 150 IUs per cup. But skip fortified foods and other beverages like oats, milk, rice milk, orange juice, and refined grains just because they may not match your other fitness goals. And you can be rest assured that as long as your digestive system is functioning properly, obtaining vitamin D from food appears to be just as effective as sun exposure at raising your vitamin D levels in the body. Now, the last thing we're going to touch on here is a big question. Uh, we've talked about what it is. We've talked about all the good stuff that it does. But I know that you're thinking, should I take a vitamin D supplement should I add a vitamin D supplement to my life? Well, to answer this, we have to think supplements are like a trusty sidekick. These supplements, they're there to give you a helping hand. This vitamin D supplement can be great when your vitamin D levels are running low. It's not always easy to get enough vitamin D from food or sun. And the research, well... It's like the cheerleader waving pom-poms. It says, boosting your vitamin D can do good things for your body. We're talking better blood sugar, lower diabetes, and waving goodbye to inflammation. But here's the plot twist. If your vitamin D levels are already in the Goldilocks zone, supplements might not be the hero that you need. In one study, catching 20 to 30 minutes of sunshine raised vitamin D levels by a cool 2.2 points while popping a 500 IU vitamin D3 pill every day bumped it up by 8.5 points. So if your levels are looking good, 
Maybe it's time to let the sun do its thing and you don't need the vitamin D supplement. Let's talk about the two main characters in the supplement world. We have vitamin D2 and vitamin D3. It's like a showdown. The D3 is the cowboy riding into town. Most folks agree that D3 is the star player. And some even say it's twice as effective as D2. These days, you'll find vitamin D3 in most supplements, and it's the same kind that's hanging out in cod liver oil. But the fun doesn't stop there. You get to choose your own adventure with vitamin D dosages. Supplements come in all shapes and sizes, from a humble 400 IUs to a superhero level of 5,000 IUs. It's like a menu, and you can pick what suits your needs. Cod liver oil, for example, serves up around 1,000 IUs in a single teaspoon. And it comes with a bonus, vitamin A and omega-3 fatty acids. Just remember, vitamin D is a bit of a foodie. It likes to be taken with some fat, like in a meal or in a snack, to be absorbed properly. Now, here's a secret combo for those of us that are carrying a little bit of extra weight. Vitamin D and magnesium. Magnesium is like the trusty sidekick of your sidekick. It helps the enzymes that activate vitamin D work their magic, especially when you've got some excess body fat. In one study, taking 360 milligrams of magnesium glycinate, along with 1,000 IUs of vitamin D3 three times a day, was like the ultimate tag team boosting levels more effectively than vitamin D flying solo. Again, that was 360 milligrams of magnesium glycinate and 1,000 IUs of vitamin D3. But before you leap into the vitamin D adventure, you have to keep an eye out for villain medications. Some medications, like weight loss drugs and cholesterol-lowering statins, might not play nice with vitamin D. So if you're taking those regularly, it's time to consult your doctor to make sure that your vitamin D sidekick is a safe bet. One last time, it's just super important to remember that vitamin D supplements are here to save the day only when your levels need a boost. It's about finding the right balance for your unique needs. So suit up and get tested and make your own supplement superhero squad based on your specific needs. And that's it, my friends, for this bite-sized brain snack. Share the knowledge that you gained with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. If you enjoyed this content, it helps a ton. If you could post on your social media stories a screenshot of this episode and include one takeaway that you learned and make sure that you tag me and share your journey. Tag me at livingthedream underscore podcast or at CoachDamian underscore SD. And let us know how this episode benefited you. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what we got wrong. Tell us how you have used vitamin D, how you have learned about vitamin D, and what we can include in our next episode on vitamin D. We really want to know. Message us if you have any suggestions or tips that will help your Live in the Dream team that we can discuss in future episodes. I will be right here with you, working on making a stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.